So Christian is with me. She's been writing music and singing songs since she can remember. She's been living in Montana for 13 years with her family and continues to gravitate toward music as a way of self-expression. She is our next act lined up for Press Play, the monthly benefit concert we hold here at the Interlake office. Uh, thanks for joining me, Christina. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, this is exciting. So I've been listening to your music a little bit. You have such a lovely Joni Mitchell-like sound from what I've heard. Um, what draws you to writing these kind of songs? Well, it's funny that you say Joni Mitchell because um, I think a woman with a guitar singing, it's like everybody who wants to talk to me afterwards often compares me to someone they know or that they associate with. And I am always find that interesting to get that feedback because I would never think that I sound like Joni Mitchell. But I love that that's your experience with it. And, um, yeah, like I said, being a woman with a guitar is a powerful thing. And so when someone asks me, they, people always want to know, what style of music do you play? Or um, who do you play or sound like? And I can never answer that question. And I've always been a person who doesn't like fitting in a box or being stuck in, with a label or genre. And so I'm always like, it's like bluesy, folky, country, bluegrass. And the other day, even a venue had jazz under my thing. And I was like, jazz? And then I was playing my songs. So I was like, oh, yeah, jazz, I could, yeah, there is a little, you know, jazz sprinkled in. So I, yeah. when I write my songs, it's really not so much of like what I'm trying to sound like, but more of what I'm trying to convey mm-hmm. and the feeling. And so sometimes it's like I'm messing with my guitar and a, a beautiful chord progression comes through and I'm like, ooh, and what does that feel like? And what what is that trying to say? And then putting lyrics to that. Or sometimes it's like um, something inspires me and then I'm like, I got to make that into a song. And that's how can I fit that emotion in what style? Whether it's like blues, I need to get some blues out, or mm-hmm. I want to make a real tender, finger-pick, you know, light-hearted song, or, or like major chords for something happy. Or, so, yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Um, who are some of your musical influences? Um, well, besides the birds and the rivers and the wind, um, besides nature and just life itself, if you're wanting specifically song singer-songwriters, um, I would say a few of my favorites um, are Patty Griffin. She Something I love about her is um, she gives me a real visceral reaction, like like chills or goosebumps, and she just has a sound that is so unique, and her songwriting is fantastic. And that's something that I hope for. When people tell me that they got chills or goosebumps or teary-eyed, I'm like, yes, that's the biggest compliment, and she does that for me. Um, another one is Gillian Welch, and she mm-hmm. is just like a classic, like, really the heart of, like, American life and the struggles and the beauty. She's fantastic. Um, and then Greg Brown, actually. I was just listening to these people on the way, like, I'm going to get, you know, my the spirit infused in me, and Greg Brown is on. <laughs> and I took a wrong turn, and a song right then came on by him called Wrong Turn. And he, so I don't know if you know him, he's a real giant guy with a deep voice, and he's so funny and charismatic, but he writes songs about everyday moments and turns it into everything. Um, yeah, and one of my favorite songs by him is Poet Game. And there's a line about going out under the stars to, to take a leak. Mm-hmm. And he looks up at Orion and Pleiades, and that must be Mars, all as clear as we long to be. And every time I'm out camping or at a cabin and I go out to go to the bathroom in the woods, I am like, that line is right there in my head. And I'm like, that is fantastic as a songwriter, too. Yeah. So, like, stick in people's heads or, like, that moment, you know. So. Mm-hmm. That's the, the the specific. Oh my God, I'm gonna say this Specific. Specificity. <laughs> the specifics of things, yes. you know, like getting that yes. in is, is such a talent. And, and I met him too a couple times, and he just gave me a big bear hug, 
And he's a Midwestern guy like like me and um, real humble. And so I kind of like to emulate that a little. Yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you're talking a lot about nature. It sounds like that is a big part of your life and a big part of your music. Um, I read in your bio that you have a career closely tied to nature, and I'm super interested to learn what that is. Could you tell me a little bit about your day job? Yeah, so I'm actually kind of in between jobs. I am a mother of two young girls, and I just was working for six years for the Whitefish Trail System, doing all their education programs, so kids and adults. Um, and that's what I've done my whole life as a park ranger with nonprofits. I train nature guides. So I studied in school um, interpretation, which is a form of communication uh, to connect people to a resource, a resource um, nature specifically for me. And then graduate studies too, environmental education. So my passion growing up, um, I loved being in the woods. And through like hard times as a child, nature was this place uh, like a sanctuary of like acceptance and, and also imagination create and play. I was a child of the 80s, and we were free range out in the woods in Michigan and the lakeshore. And so I um, went to college thinking, like, I want to do that for my life, and I want to get other people doing that in some ways and connecting. Um, so I've been doing that forever. And then, yes, it's like I'm, I write poems. I've been studying poetry for five years. And everything for me, nature is this, like, vehicle. It's, like, so um, steeped in metaphor. So, you know, maybe I can't express completely, like, this sorrow, but I can use the moon waning to like you know I'm just saying an example and that can be this vehicle and that's what poems do they take something you know this tangible thing and like put this human emotion to it and nature does that and recently I studied um to be a a nature therapy guide and that's my new sort of pursuit is and that's less informative like less teaching but more getting people it's like a process to get people into their senses and out of their away from their phones and away from distraction and their mm-hmm. their senses in nature. And then, like, amazing therapeutic things can happen for people, and one of which is creative insight. And so nature, for me, has just always been a source of inspiration and creativity. Yeah. I mean, nature's so creative. It is. I mean, like, just... Yeah, it's, it's like... the ultimate creator. I mean, sometimes you look at stuff like this, and you're like, how is that not a painting that someone visualized? It? You know, it's just so beautiful. It's, it's Yeah, it's yeah. everything. Yeah. So you're moving more into like nature therapy type of stuff. Is that like forest bathing? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I should have said that. That's the exact. That's the exact thing. A lot of people know as that, and um, you can call it a lot of things. I like to call it like sensory immersion, or you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did that once, and I was very inspired, and I was moved yeah. to kind of like things come through when you step out of your like. Like, people will say, I love nature, and I hike all the time, and I bike. And I'm like, that's wonderful. There's so much there's so much beneficial to that. Mm-hmm. But are you talking to someone the whole time? Are you going from, like, your destination, your goal? You're like, when you do forest bathing or nature therapy, it's like, there is no agenda besides, like, you get an invitation to go do something that's sensory-based um, out of your thoughts, and you end up doing something you would not have done or interacting with another being that you wouldn't have, whether it's a tree or a mouse, you know, or a stone, I don't know, and, and then all of a sudden you have awe or you have memories from childhood or, you know, and you just engage, and it's so, it's so amazing. Yeah, it really makes you pay attention. Yes, yeah. and uh, Mary Oliver, one of my favorite poets, I would say poetry really influences my music, mm-hmm. so that's why I talk about poetry, but Mary Oliver, oh, what's her quote? Um, do I write it down? Oh, attention is the beginning of devotion. There's a quote from one of her poems, and it's like, so true when we are less distracted and can focus and like connect with our senses it's really a way into the heart space and devoting to 
to the moment, to being present in the moment. And I think music has that impact, you know? Mm-hmm. People stop thinking and they're all of a sudden immersed in their their senses or their, yeah, yeah. their heart. Mm-hmm. I love Mary Oliver. I know. Who doesn't? <laughs> she's great. I mean, she is kind of the, it's almost cliche because she's such a famous poet, but it's like, how can you, how can you not? I mean, she yeah. just blows me away daily. Yeah, especially yeah. nature lovers, you know? Yes. It's easy. Um, <laughs> So, uh, you live in Whitefish now, um, but again, in your bio, I read that you traveled quite a bit. You're originally from Michigan. Can you tell me about that part of your life where you left home and started kind of venturing out? Yeah, yeah. So, growing up in Michigan, um, in Flint, Michigan specifically, which is notorious for uh, various struggles, industrial boom town that kind of felt unraveled, uh, water crisis, all the things that I get comments about. Mm-hmm. Um, but think, being from somewhere like that, does build character, does make me uh, aware and sensitive to um, those kind of struggles that do come through. I do have a song about my hometown called This Town. And, um, but, but leaving, I went to college, and it was sort of like there wasn't much there besides family for me, and I really wanted to see a lot of the world. So I spent all of my 20s going, you know, moving two to four times a year, lived in various states, Guatemala, Mexico, too, um, and just seasonal jobs or nonprofit government jobs. And then around 30, I was like, okay, I'm tired. And I was like, kept going back to Colorado. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I guess I'll take that as a cue if I keep going back there for different seasons. Maybe that's the spot. So I, I was like, I'm going to commit to staying here. And then that's when I met my husband. And he and I were there for about two years, got engaged, and he worked for the Forest Service and got a promotion up in Hungry Horse. Um, and he went to school in Missoula. Loved the area. So I was like, okay, like there's skiing, there's mountains. And one thing I missed so dearly was lakes and like so much yeah. water and swimming. Like I had Michigan that wasn't so much in Colorado. I lived at 10,000 feet, so a little cold. Um, but we moved here. And one thing, too, that was kind of a surprise was like the community. And we fell in love. So it was 2010, I think, when we moved here. And, and then we got married on the Flathead River. We had two children here. And I'll still, we'll t- I'll take them home to Michigan and I'll say, okay, let's pack to get ready to go home. And they're like, home? Like, what is that? This yeah. is not my, this not their home. But I still, like the vernacular, you know, you can't get it. And we, we go to the yeah. cottage up north, and it's just how it is. Um, so I can't take that out of out of my, my roots. So that does come through in my music, too. I'm going to switch back to music just a little bit, if that's okay. Oh, yeah. So um, how did you decide to pursue guitar? Okay, so I grew up in a family of four. I was the baby. And I'm a mom now, so it's made me more sympathetic to motherhood and that we are just doing the best we can. And so my mom raised us, and one thing she gave us was music. Um, She made us play an instrument. So my oldest brother played saxophone, was an amazing jazz musician, and he was really into classic rock, too, and influenced me. They were teenagers when I was little in the 80s, so it was like they were my sister and brother that were older and were, like, amazing to me. My sister Sue played flute other sister played saxophone and they all had to do marching band mm-hmm. and I was like nope like that is not <laughs> like I mean I I am in I admire marching band people because it just mm-hmm. wasn't it's just not something I could do mm-hmm. um and so I was like I'll stick with piano we have a piano I'll stick with piano you just I play at home and I would like um I played for like six or seven years but I was um in retrospect I kind of am bummed because I wasn't playing what I should have probably been playing pop music at the time, or jazz, or um, ragtime. It was mostly classical. It was what people told me to play, and the teachers. And so I kind of didn't pursue it the way I wish I could have, but at the same time, it gave me that foundation. And when I left home, I was like, I want to write songs. I want to be musical. What can I 
you know, a guitar is so transportable. And so, mm-hmm. so I, I got my first guitar when I was um, in college and I took a couple years of lessons and that was like therapy. I'd go see a guitar teacher that for a couple of years and he was wonderful at just like, I don't know, we just played music and uh, so fell in love. Yeah. Um, while you're traveling and moving different places throughout your 20s, it sounds like music was still really important to you. Um, what did that look like back then? Were you still just like, were you writing songs when they came to you? Or? Yeah, so I still have some old songs that I wrote 20 plus years ago that I still perform once in a while or like a couple that are really strong ones. Um, and then I've evolved. But yeah, I would say I, I, I've always been writing songs. I had a really hard time putting lyrics or singing with piano. So it's interesting, something in my brain can do guitar, but not piano. Um, and so that was uh, liberating to have a guitar and be able to put that together. So, you know, as a young adult, when people are young adults, and they're, and I moved around so much, and I was so introduced by different people from all the people I met. And so that was really neat, um, because, like, Greg Brown was introduced to me, not, not through my family. You know, my sister and brother, and being in the 80s, like, MTV was, like, everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So I love 80s music because it was such a part of me. Like, just, it was so influential. And a song can come on from the 80s. And I'm like, oh, I still get that little feeling I got when I was eight. Um, mm-hmm. But then being being out of the house and being introduced to stuff that other people know. And that was really um, pivotal, too. So that's when I started really listening to more singer-songwriter type musicians. Yeah. Yeah. What inspires you to write music right now, like in this moment? Music is a form of creative expression for me, and and creative expression, I consider myself kind of an amateur artist in many things, and so I like to paint, and I like to draw, and I take photography, and I write poems, and read poems, and, um, and write songs, and it kind of like, when you're creative, the more active you are in any of those things, the more it fuels each other, it's like a synergy, and so... Um, Sometimes songs just come to me, and they just, like, fly in like a bird, and I'm like, got to get this down. And sometimes it's like, whoa, that just happened. And sometimes it's, like, a laborious process. And the thing is, is, like, devoting time and energy to creativity is, like, tapping into the source for me, you know, uh, like, spiritually speaking. Of I think that the universe is a creative place, and it's also destructive. And I do feel like creativity is a form of activism. It's a form of saying, like, whether or not you're productive with it. Productive, right? Like, at some point in our lives, in our culture, I feel like a lot of us are, are we somehow get convinced that um, it's not worth our time uh, to be creative because it's not lucrative or it's, we don't have time because we, we literally do have to work and pay the bills. Or we're not good at it, so it's not worth it. But, like, where do, like, I work with children, and, you know, we make a mud pie contest or, like, a bake-off with mud pies, and kids get so into it. They're so sensory, and, and they're so proud of their work. And it's like, what happens to us adults? Like, it's like we're so critical, or we think that if it doesn't sell or if people don't like it, that take that aside, and let's get back to the creative process, right? So for me, making music and writing poems and doing art is so fulfilling because it feels so good to be in that flow of the universe, that side of things, um, to counteract, like, the things that are bringing us a little bit down or stuck. And so I encourage people, and that's part of what I'm doing now at this point in my life, of being like, I'm actually, it's time to share my songs and stop, like, keeping them in my bedroom. Because their songs are their own little life. And that's what was the turning point for me of um, 
believing in my songs and making it less about me being like, do people like me? Do I sound good? It's like this song is like killer and it needs to be heard by people and mm -hmm. I love it and I can get behind my song. So it takes a little bit out of the like self-consciousness or like, am I good enough um, to do this? Because I could compare myself to people all day. Of, like she's a better musician or he's more charismatic or whatever. It's like, no, but the cool thing is like when you ask me what, what makes me play this kind of music, it's like I'm just being true to like me and like what's coming through me and my sound. That's why I don't want to be put in boxes. I'm like, it's just me. And so when people say, what style do you play? I'm like, you just have to come listen. You just have to yeah. come see. I think you'll like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 So I, I just encourage people to, to find something, whether it's building or sewing or just like things that help you get present in the moment and create and it feels good. Yes. Right? It's really good for you. What do you do? Um, well, I, I like to write. Yeah, and so obviously. <laughs> obviously, you know, as a reporter, um, but I also like creative writing. Oh, yes. And so I have a few little fiction stories I work on every now yeah. and again. Yes. I just got goosebumps. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love, well, and you know, being up here, like I'm sure nature inspires you. It's a really, really great, um, source of inspiration for me. Just, yeah. you know, the backdrop of it all. Um, yeah, that's kind of my bag and I love to sing but it's not like I go and do it anywhere right, <laughs> I just but like you're to good. sing in my car but yeah, yeah or just singing in your car yeah yeah and that feels great it's so good yeah. oh yeah. good yeah so you said that you wanted to stop hiding your songs in your bedroom and, and things yeah. like that does that involve more live performances yes that's or, kind of yeah. the hope I, I would say the one problem I have is like the self-promotion thing is hard for me to like walk into a place and be like can I play here and um, I struggle, and I don't know if it's like a generational thing or if it's a personal thing or being a woman, mm -hmm. but I do find that um, it's hard. I've, I do find that part of it hard to like put myself out there. It's real vulnerable to share our art, first of all, but also mm -hmm. try to like it, go in and then be told no and then, you know, or, or whatever. We're all full. And as a woman, I look at some of the, the venues sometimes, and it's like, oh, there's one woman in this whole lineup of men. and. I think that there's a real opportunity to, like, uplift women. So thank you for having me and, like, supporting my work. Um, because I, I do think that, personally, for me, it's hard to take up space and to, like, ask mm -hmm. for space. And so I do want to be bolder because, like I said, my songs, they want to be heard, I feel like. It's like, mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, like I was saying, you tap into the universal flow, and you're like, okay, okay, I, I have this gift, and I need mm -hmm. to share it. Um, and so that's what I want to do more of. And, like, I don't really have an expectation of, you know, like, some people make jokes about being famous. I'm like, no, it's it's just, like, if I get paid to do something I love and that I have created and I'm doing it for myself and not some company or someone else, it's amazing. Yeah. It's like, boom, it's magic. So that's just a bonus, getting paid. But um, but the rest is, like, yeah, I do want to share my talents and my gifts, yeah. Yeah. Well, we're so excited to have you uh, for our next press play that you'll definitely have the audience at press play we're finding is really unique and you know we have like different kinds of musicians come in a lot of them mostly play bar venues mm -hmm. and it's very and of course it's inspired by tiny desk concerts I don't think that's like a big secret but you really have everyone's attention in a way that is pretty special and you know there's it, it's you know everybody's just excited to hear local music a lot mm -hmm. of times it's people who might not want to get out late at night and go to a venue to hear live music, so it's easier for them to come here in the day. So, I don't know. I'm, I'm very excited. So, yeah, I'm yeah. excited, too. I'm, I'm going to cook up a really good, diverse, uh, you know, play a set list, and, mm -hmm. and yeah, I think it'll be great, and I'm so honored and 
really touched to do it. So thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here and telling me a little bit about your story and your music. 